Hello, and thank you for listening. This is my, well, I guess first podcast using this deal. I had one little opening thing, and I never really got into it, um, but I'm going to try it off again. So, I am a professional dog trainer. I work with uh, therapy dogs, service dogs. I train and uh, show dogs. I breed standard poodles. Not only that, but I work closely with the AKC and I administer STAR puppy testing and CGC, which is the Canine Good Citizen Award, trick dog testing. So I'm kind of got my, uh, you know, my hat, many different hats that I work with. I own several companies all related to dogs and I would like to kind of get this podcast up and going so I can help new puppy buyers, old puppy buyers, everything like that. So... This is my very first one, so kind of uh, bear with me, but here we go. So, my very first thing I wanted to start on was kind of like a Puppy 101 course, because it's starting to be, we're back to school, and this winter, when Christmas rolls around, what do people do? They typically buy puppies. So, whether you a shop or adopt, it doesn't matter to me. I just want to make sure that you kind of understand what it's like getting a dog, what goes into it, kind of like a training uh, pattern that you need to, to start developing with your puppy, stuff like that. So we're just going to kind of do uh, a quick overview, overhaul, I guess as you will, on what we need to do with our puppies. So here we go. So puppy 101, here we are. So when should you start training when you get your puppy? The answer is very simple. It is now. Just like children, Everything you do, your puppy is picking something up. Your puppy is learning something. If you come in and you're super uh, excited all the time, your puppy's going to pick up on that. And your puppy's going to be excited all the time. And your puppy's going to grow up to be an excited adult most of the time, which results in things like jumping up and tearing up the furniture, things like that. So let's, let's uh, backtrack just a second and talk about the jumping up. If you allow your puppy to jump on you, and then you pick them up, because a lot of people do that, well, that teaches your dog, hey, I can jump up, and then when they're an adult, they come to me, and they're like, hey, Stormy, my my puppy's jumping up, or now my 80-pound golden retriever's jumping up on me. Well, then I have to correct that for them. Easy peasy fix, but if you start out early, then you won't have that problem. So don't ever let your puppy jump on you. Don't ever let your puppy mouth you, uh, put their mouth, on your hand because that's just gonna um, again everything we let our puppies do they're gonna grow up and do it at a hundred times as an adult so we don't want to do that either obviously you want to instantly start with the potty training and crate training and the sit command those are the three things I like to dive into with a new puppy you can give them a couple days before you work on the sit but crating And potty training, of course you don't want to put off potty training. Crate training. So a lot of people tell me, oh, but I want my puppy to sleep with me. Yes, that's all well and good. But, here is the big but. I'm sure you have heard this um, if you've seen any kind of dog training guru out there. If you allow your dog to sleep with you, they think they are equal with you and will not respect you or have a less respect for you because they are pack animals. If if they're sleeping with you, they think they are even with you. And you do not want that, especially for a young puppy. <clears throat> Excuse me. Especially for a young puppy who is still learning. You do not want to give them that power 
just like I would not give my keys to my car to my eight-year-old, I'm not going to let my dog sleep with me and think that they're equal to me when I need to train them. I'm the mom of this dog. I'm the pack leader of this dog. So start crating them early. Uh, do not put your puppy in a crate and then come right back and get them when they start crying. Because just like for those of you who have children and you're trying to, uh, you know, let your kiddos sleep in the in their own bed, and they say, just let them cry it out, let them self-soothe. That's kind of what we have to do with these puppies. We can spray some calming ointment in there. But you definitely do not want to allow your dog uh, to get away with crying in the living Go get them. Because all of them just teach you things. If I cry long enough, and if I cry loud enough, my owner will come and get me out. So then the whole what could result in being the 30-minute cry before they get it now is two, three, four hours because dogs were relentless to get out. And so then you're all night long listening to this. What I recommend, put some calming spray in their bed uh, if you want. I don't. <laughs> and call it a day. Put them in there at night. Say, okay, I'll come get you, you know, if you want to get up in the middle of the night. Uh... Two, 2 o'clock in the morning. Let them out. Put them back in. But then eventually, you're going to have to teach them to hold it throughout the night. I get so, so many puppy buyers that they are not necessarily buyers, dog training clients. Let's say they'll bring me uh, their dog. And I actually had a little German Shepherd puppy here a couple of months ago. And they said, hey, my puppy needs to get up at 3 in the morning to be let out. Well, that puppy did not need to be let out at 3 in the morning. I let it, because I like to get a baseline. I, I take what people say into consideration. So if I were to wake up and there would be poop or pee in there, then I'd be like, okay, it definitely did need to be let out. But this is an older dog who should have been able to hold it. I can, I can kind of see this. So I just left him in there. I didn't come get him. He didn't even wake up. And he held it all night long, and I told his owners this, and they're like, really? I think it kind of becomes more of a habit for the owners, as well as puppies, but the owners to really go out of their way and, and open up the, you know, open up the crate, let them out at 3 in the morning. Well, I, I give them their livelihood back because they get to sleep. No one wants to have to get up at 3 in the morning if you don't have to. Um, so that's a good one. Start crate training your puppy early. Don't let them sleep with you. Another, uh, you know, if, if you want to look at it on this perspective, a dog should have the ability to sleep in a crate without crying. You never know what's going to happen. Um, Aunt Susie, she might need some help, and you might have to be gone for three or four days and put your dog in a boarding facility. If the dog is crying the whole time, or the vet office even, uh, say your dog has to go to the vet, well, you don't want your dog screaming and yelling the whole time. That's stress on the dog as well as the people's ears. So, crate train your dog. Um, yeah, let's let's move on from that. The sit command. I like to work pretty early with getting them to sit. It, it's the basis of everything. Sit is the easiest thing to teach. All you have to do, for those of you who may not know how to teach the sit command, take a piece of food. 
um, put it in your, if you're right-handed, put it in your left hand, vice versa, uh, if you're left-handed. I like to, to put two or three of my fingers touch my thumb and uh, hold my index finger up. So it's kind of like if you're uh, a D in sign language, okay? I'm making that motion and I say sit. And then I lift my hand up just a little. So they're looking at my finger and they typically sit. If they don't, I manually have them sit and I say sit. And then I say good sit or I'll say good. And then I give them a treat and say good sit. And you want to really drill in the they did good because they did what? Sat. Good sit. Sit. You kind of, you really want to get that in their brain picks them up two seconds and they got it so uh, that's the best thing to do I don't necessarily I mean you can keep the the treat in your right hand if you want just keep it down to where they're really looking at your your finger that's how I like to do it because whenever you just hold up that finger they're just gonna sit you're not gonna have to keep saying sit sit dogs are audio and visual learners so when you do the command, I work with a lot of deaf dogs as well who just pick up on uh, the hand signals I give. So what you want to be able to do is teach your dog that either one is what they should do. So when I hold up my hand, whether I say sit without holding my hand up or just hold my, my finger up, the dog knows what that means. They learned it two different ways. That's what you need to do with your dog. You never know if you're going to be in an a environment where you have to be really quiet and you want them to sit or whatever the case may be. Or if you just want to show off your friends, like, look how cool my dog is. Same thing with all the other commands, lay down, stay. We always have a hand signal that goes with the audio. So we'll get to more training in-depth in later episodes, but I just kind of wanted to, to specify that you need to have both. You need to say the command and do the visual. And I like to kind of, in a perfect world, once your puppy really gets it, say sit, have them sit. Have the, the hand signal, they sit, give them a treat again. Um, make sure that it's two entities. So then once, that that's kind of the first puppy step. So then we're going to move on when they're about uh, 10 weeks. You get your puppies typically around 8 to 10 weeks. So you want to make sure during all this time of the first steps with the eight to 10 weeks old puppy that it's short and it's fun. Um, I have a lot of puppies who they like to just play. Like it's mostly just play, play, play. So I'll throw in some treats here and there. And then I have a ball or a squeaky toy and I throw it and I let them play with it and they enjoy it. So make sure you find their currency, what they want to, to play for, what they want to work for do all that that way it it stays very fun make it real short like five six minute intervals some breeds like to do it longer than others so my, some of my poodle puppies they will just work and work and work and i'm like okay enough while others i've had pug, pug puppies come in and they're just like squirrel like they really don't care so then they're more of like two or three minute sessions so you gotta find out what works for your dogs you want to conduct lessons when they're well rested and before starting, uh, you know, let your puppy go potty, let them go potty afterward because that's going to stimulate the, uh, the bowel movement. So if you work with your puppy and you don't let them go potty outside afterward, 
your puppy's probably going to have an accident in the house. And I don't want to hear any person griping at their puppy because they just let them out. When I'm telling you, let that puppy out afterward or they're going to have an accident. So that is the main key on that. Short, fun uh, exercises, training sessions, let them go potty outside. So what did I say? Let them go potty outside. Um, we want to work in a non-distraction environment. So any time between 8 and 10 weeks old, you want to set up a daily schedule. You want to have uh, their meal times, potty breaks, play times, bedtime, all of it on the schedule. And you want their training session in a no-distraction environment, at least not right now. There's enough. Your puppy right now is literally like squirrel, <laughs> cat, mouse, like whatever the, the analogy is you want to say. Your dog has a very low attention span and are easily distracted. So you want to make sure it's just you and your puppy sitting in your bedroom, sitting in your living room. And then eventually we can move it to more distracting sections. Um, we want to focus on the crate and potty training at this time. Uh, begin socialization. Let people play with your dog. I wouldn't necessarily go let other dogs play with your dog unless you know them like your mom's dog, something like that. So you want to build alone time for your puppy as well. This is important that a lot of people don't talk about. So many people are like, oh, you know, uh, spend as much time with your dog as you can, build that bond. That is great, but you also want your dog to become independent and not uh, have separation anxiety when you leave because yeah you may get that puppy whenever you uh, you're off for a couple days you're like oh I get to spend all the time yeah but then when you start leaving or your your puppy could end up you know being very lonely chewing up your sofa so another side note make sure you put them in a crate when you leave to keep that from happening the suit crate training is a godsend for dog owners so I want you to start building alone time for your puppy. It'll help them become independent and it will just decrease any possible chance of separation anxiety. Every dog who comes to me, they start working on their independence right out the gate. I do not want uh, my dogs to have separation anxiety. I don't want your dogs to have separation anxiety. So a lot of the, the clients, they'll, they'll bring their dogs and they're like, yeah, he follows me around, he cries when I'm gone. Well, the best thing to do is to block off a section. For example, I have my living room blocked off sometimes to, to train this. I let all the dogs hang out in the living room. I go in the back room. I can see them from my camera. Um, I can hear them barking if they bark. Just kind of make them be alone. Sometimes they don't like it. Um, sometimes, you know, especially the ones who are new and they, they have that separation anxiety. They want to come where I am. I ignore it. I you know, leave them to their own devices. I watch them on the camera. Everyone, you know, it, it works. It, it helps to where when they go home, they're independent and they are way better dogs. So start that early um, so that way you're not dealing with 200 pound dog, you know, acting out because they're, they're scared and they're sad that you left. So now we're gonna bring in the leash. So I like to just put a leash around the puppy and let them run around and play with it inside. I let them chew it up, not necessarily chew it up, but play with it, uh, run around with it. Just let them get used to having it around their neck. You would be very surprised at how wonderful this strategy works in, in puppies. So instead of uh, just 
taking your dog outside and being like, okay, you see this wide open world, we're just going to walk down it, which some puppies will thrive on. A lot of puppies are like, what the heck is around my neck? I don't think so. Uh, so start just letting them get used to it. What, put, put an episode of Spongebob on for your kids, let your dog run around with a leash around their neck, and you go in there and make some supper. Easy peasy as that. It doesn't have to be, you know, anything crazy. Just let them get used to it. And then, of course, you want to continue uh, to, to move from there. With You can eventually start kind of uh, getting, getting the, your puppy used to you holding the leash in the house. And then take them outside, get them used to that stuff. So that'll kind of help them from acting like little crazy heads when you go out. So around 12, 15 weeks, continue the world exposure. Welcome new friends over. Uh, get plenty of toys for your puppy so you don't become a chew toy. Again, like I said earlier, you don't want them chewing on your hands. You don't want them chewing on your shoes. If you catch your dog chewing on something they shouldn't, go over and um, put your hand around the back of their neck and shake it and say no. Not their whole neck, the skin on the back of their neck. Um, that is how the mama dog gets onto them, so they understand that means no. Sometimes they'll yelp, but don't do it hard enough to hurt them. Sometimes they just know they got in trouble because that's how their mama got onto them. So they know what they did. And then move whatever they're chewing on. So if they're chewing on your shoe or they're chewing on your kid's toys, you want to make sure that your house is also puppy-proof. I'm not saying go crazy and cover all the corners or something that you see in some of these videos. That, that those blow my mind altogether. But... Uh, do not leave all your stuff around and then expect your puppy not to play with it. We wouldn't expect your toddler to not pick up things they shouldn't. Why would someone expect a puppy to magically know, hey, that Barbie doll over there is not for me. They're not going to know. They're not going to have any idea. So try to keep toys up. Try to keep shoes up. Keep your, your purse up. Don't make it to where the puppy can get to it and then you will save yourself a lot of stress but if you do catch it either spray them in the face with a water bottle or say no and then give them a toy they can play with don't just say no and walk away and then your puppy's like okay give them something um do the trade out if you want to do that where you take theirs um what they're chewing on that they shouldn't and give them something good in return but don't just say no and then call it a day so, we want to get used to um, them playing with their own toys, getting new world exposure, get them used to being touched. So, feet, face, tail, everything. You never know when they're going to need to go to the vet. Um, you may decide you want to do a star puppy course or a CGC. That's one of the qualifications in the CGC to get your canine good citizenship uh, through the AKC is to let me touch their feet. So get them used to that. Get them used to being brushed. That's another qualification in that. Get them used to strangers. Get them used to other uh, animals. Not necessarily, they don't necessarily have to engage with the other animals. But, um, for example, in the CGC course that people take, there's a distraction dog there. So they need to be able to stand there while someone's having a conversation, while a distraction dog's going around, while um, different uh outside we have urban ones too so while um busy street corners stuff like that so there's all kind of certificates and um qualifications you can 
get through AKC, but even just generally speaking, even if you don't even want to go through those, you need your dog needs to be able to have these skills to make a better dog, to make a happier dog for you. Um, get them used to having their, their face uh, touch and feet especially. Get them used to being bathed and get them used to, especially if it's a dog who you know is going to need to require grooming. I like to find a breeder who gets them used to that from day one. For example, I breed poodles. So I get every poodle puppy that I have used to being groomed at four weeks old. So getting their face shaved, getting their feet shaved, getting a bathe, and the high power blow dryer. It's on low, but the high power blow dryer. So you wanna get them used to that from day one. And every single week on Fridays, I bathe those babies and I shave their face and I shave their feet. You wanna keep that up when you go home, especially if it's a dog who is going to require grooming. So your long, long haired dogs, uh, and, and then even some dogs who may have uh, shorter hair, but you want to get them used to it just so that way they're not awful whenever they get to be older. Um, I'm looking at you, Pugs. Those those guys are Frenchies. Some of my more whiny, hiney breeds are kind of who I'm thinking of. Um, continue to work on the alone time. You can never... You know, that's what I stress the most is the alone time in your dogs. I don't want unhappy dogs when you leave the house separation anxiety that just kills me when I see videos of dogs just they're just so sad because their owner left so get them used to that independent alone time um, your puppy is not going to grow into a teenager who magically wants to be alone like a like a regular kid would you have to instill in them and teach them it's okay to be alone put a cow hoof in their uh, crate if you have to but alone time I believe should be in a crate I get that there are a lot of dogs out there who are perfectly fine in the house. They don't do anything. As a puppy, they should be in a crate. That teaches them this is their safe space, and they're happy in the crate. And that way, when you become an adult, when the puppy does on you, in that crate is the best space for them. So we want to work on the, the come when call. Get them used to knowing their name. We, that should have been addressed at the beginning, but get them used to their name you would be very surprised at the amount of puppies who come to me who do not know their name i had one lab he's actually here right now he got dropped off a week ago and the guy's like his name's buddy that dog you could have called him Susie mcgee he did not know his name and so what i do to get a dog to know their name is i sit down and i play with them and i have a little toy and i'm like buddy and you know he ignores me ignores me so eventually uh, I just keep saying his name, squeaking that toy, and when he looks at me with the word buddy, I'm like, good buddy, good buddy, or I'll say, uh, buddy, come, and then, you know, he slowly will start coming to me with the name buddy, so you just kind of want to, just like you would a child, you just want to keep talking to him, talking to him, let them know their name, uh, all good stuff, but make sure your dog knows their name, you, I'm telling you, you would be surprised at the amount of people whose dogs, whose puppies come to me and don't know their name um and i cannot stress enough about the alone time make sure your dog understands that it's okay to be alone so about three to four months so let's you know you're doing good with your little puppies now they're three to four months old once your puppy is fully vaccinated you can start taking them on more busy public places i would still kind of avoid dog parks and here's why your puppy is still very impressionable 
at this moment. Um, if a dog at the dog park or wherever, you know, you might be where there could be dogs, if a dog growls at them or uh, comes at them or just if your puppy has a bad experience with another dog, it can trigger them to be turned off for life. I met a lady actually at a park two months ago, two or three months ago. And she was telling me how her dog was more shy now because she went to the dog park and the dog had a bad experience. I'm telling you, I would put off the dog parks until your dog is more confident in their skin to where a bad experience wouldn't necessarily bother them. And it could just even be a big Bernese Mountain Dog who plays too rough with your little puppy and turns them off of other dogs. So we just kind of want to always set an environment for success versus not success. I know we're all excited to get out, show off our puppy, let him play, let him play with other dogs, but we do kind of want to chill out on some of that just because your puppies are very impressionable at this moment. Um, keep up on the leash training, build the basic obedience, um, practice start practicing now in more busier environments so go outside in your front yard have them sit lay down walk uh, down the block have them sit stuff like that um, then at four to six months you want to keep building keep working on all that make sure they get plenty of treats I like to bring a fanny pack I look real cool walking down the street bring a fanny pack start walking uh, I'll have them sit I'll give them a treat you don't have to give them a treat every time once they get it they got it. They're just happy to be alive, happy to go out, blah, blah, blah. But that's kind of the first, you know, little bit with puppyhood um, I would like to talk about on this time. We'll just go to the six months, and then after that, I will, you know, our next episode, we might do the next six months and up. I'm not sure exactly what I'll talk about, but I'll talk about something. I enjoy these little podcasts. I'd like to make one. But I do want to kind of touch home on... Um, little puppy classes. A lot of people like to go to, to classes and get their dogs, you know, that extra little step. I think it's a great idea. It involves socialization with other dogs and people in a calm environment. If you want to do the star puppy class, um, my favorite class day is where you, everybody sits down in a circle and it's pass the puppy. It's literally a game you call about <laughs> pass the puppy. You take your puppy and you pass it to the guy on the right and play with them and then you pass it around and you, you get to play with all these puppies and it helps the puppies get to know more people it gets the puppies um you know each puppy is around all these puppies and they get to play and they're all the same age so there's no craziness going on there's no impression that could be made upon your puppy other than just good wholesome stuff so definitely look into a star puppy course i'm in corsicana texas if anybody out there wants to get with me, Stormy Ferguson is my name. Um, Fire and Ice Poodles is how you can find me or, uh, you know, just search search for me on Facebook. But look for one in your area if need be because it's just great for puppies. It's it's an easy six-week course. Uh, it's, just, it's just fun. But then once your puppy gets that, which they get a medallion for it and a certificate, I mean, I, I'm... I love the AKC. I love everything. So they can move on to the CGC, which is the Canine Good Citizen Award, where that can go uh, on their AKC papers. And it doesn't have to be a purebred. I know people hear AKC papers and think, oh, I don't even have that. You don't have to. 
um, it's still through the AKC, but you, your dog can be a mixed breed and still do it. But anyway, I hope everyone is having a fantastic weekend. Back to school week. My son started school on Monday. He goes to the Christian private school here in town. I love that school. But they start a little bit earlier, I think, than, than others. But they get out a lot, too. <laughs> um, if I had a, a job where I didn't get to work my own hours, I'm telling you, I would be... I would get fired the amount of time I've had to go up there and stuff, but I hope everyone enjoys the day. Thank you so much for listening. Um, uh, if you have any questions, message me. Um, my email is stormy, S-T-O-R-M-I, period, Ferguson, F-E-R-G-U-S-O-N. The number is 88, so stormy.ferguson88 at gmail.com. And hit me up with any questions you may have. I will answer them. I'll tell you about our class schedule. I'll tell you how to help your dog um, any any way that I can. So I hope everyone is enjoying this podcast. I hope everyone enjoys their day. Um, have a blessed week, and I will talk at y'all later. Goodbye.